Hi, my name is Jean-Pierre and recently my dad came across my podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing. My dad is totally old school, right? And there are a lot of things he's not in tune with. Things like social media, latest trends in tech, and of course, podcasting. So he called me the other day and he basically was laughing at my podcasting voice, which is funny because my voice sounds exactly like his. Whenever we're on the road and he's driving, right? If his phone rings, he usually lets me answer it. Most times, people can hardly tell the difference. I do that to my mom a lot. She'll call him and I'll pick up. I'll call her by the nickname Dad calls her and without realizing it, she'll immediately get into the conversation until I start laughing. Then she knows it's me. Anyway, I digress. To be honest, I um, I never expected my dad to come across my podcast or even listen to an episode. I've been doing poetry for a while. I've done multiple events and in the beginning, I really wanted my dad and the rest of the family, to be honest, to be a huge part of this. I wanted them at every show. I wanted them to snap. I wanted them to show off my work at every opportunity. I wanted them to feel what poetry meant to me, you know. It was quite frustrating in the beginning because they were just not into poetry. Don't get me wrong, they're super supportive in a way that I've now come to accept and appreciate. Not in the way I expected, but in a unique a way that only my family can pull off. And now I'm, I'm glad I never forced them to become something other than that. Something other than them. My mind goes back in time to my first year in uni, which was probably my favorite ever. I was excited to be in uni. I've always been a smart kid somehow but because of my condition i wasn't the most consistent in attendance and sometimes with the grades that i felt i could have attained first year however i passed all my courses i had like straight a's no kidding i remember showing my dad my results slip and he just went ballistic my dad was so excited and he was so proud he went all out for me he bought me presents he gave me money he just let me you know, have this period where I was just like untouchable as a golden boy. University can be quite stressful, right? And this was a major concern, not only for me going into uni, but for my parents and my doctor as well, because one of my triggers has always been stress. University spelled backwards, I say, is stress. Don't argue with me. I want a lot of spelling bees. Let's move on. Anyway, second year came and I did extremely well again, third year as well. I truly had this drive to get good grades because of how I expected my dad to react. But after second year, he was just cool about it. He was proud, but not as proud as he was the first time. Somehow my performances had birthed expectations that I would always do well. And on my part, his reaction to my results in the first year had also brewed this high expectation of my dad always going all out for me. I believe I met his expectations one way or another, but after our first year, I don't think he met mine. Sometimes he never even asked about my results. He would ask about when to pay tuition fees, if I had other needs, you know. But as far as the grades were concerned, he just expected me to pass. It took some getting used to and a realization that it's quite possible to have expectations that do not match. Growing up, right? My mom was my stylist. <laughs> I call her my stylist because, well, she used to buy most of my clothes, right? Some outfits she bought were top notch. But once in a while, I don't know what used to happen. She would buy an outfit that sort of made me feel like she didn't love me at all. 
And then she'll be there all excited, like, do you like it? I was thinking you can wear it this uh, Sunday to church. And I'll be there like, yeah, I love it, mom. But inside my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm selling this to the maid or the gardener. Those were my plugs growing up, you know. I think managing expectations from family or anyone close in particular is one of the most difficult tasks in life. Considering the fact that these people are the people you spend most of your time with, these are the people whose opinions mean a lot to you and their opinions can make or break you sometimes these are the people who most times we feel like they should know us better than others until we discover that sometimes there's a mismatch in the expectations they have of us as well as the expectations we might have of them i'm not the only one who's been in a situation where someone expected a romantic relationship from and i was only interested in a friendship or vice versa and the magic question is always what did that person see in me to have such and such expectations you know One of my favorite stories concerning how expectations can be so misplaced, especially amongst people who are close, family, best friends, you know, the inner circle, is is a story of a 12-year-old boy in a temple debating with high priests and other religious leaders, right? While his parents expected him to be in a playground or around them. So when his parents realized he's nowhere to be found, they panicked and they started looking for him everywhere. So they finally found him, right? They found him where they had left him in the temple and they were mad. They gave him a lecture. Why would you do this to us? We've been looking everywhere for you. In other words, we expected you to be somewhere else apart from where you are right now. And his response was, why did you look for me? Didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? Translation, I thought you guys knew me well enough to understand my character, my purpose, and my interest. And this knowledge should have guided you in deciphering where I should and should not be at any particular time. In case you are wondering, that's the Jean-Pierre translation. You should download it. T for thanks. Back to the matter. I, <laughs> I have an extended family now since the birth of this podcast. By the way, if you're listening to this episode, just know we are family. Hi, fam. And my newfound family is amazing. I'm in a place now where I'm learning to manage your expectations and seeking wisdom in formulating my own expectations of you. I still get calls to remind me to publish a new episode every Friday. Calls to share links directly to certain DMs. Certain calls come with questions. So far, the most frequently asked question is, who is the girl in the first episode and did you guys ever go on a second date? Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the first episode, please do. It will make so much sense once you do. Shameless plug-in. Others call to check on my health, right? Others call to offer support or even share with me their own experiences with pain. It's, it's such a beautiful um, atmosphere around this podcast. Some people understand when I haven't put out an episode. And it's always love and encouragement. Other people just don't want to hear it. It's like I've committed the unforgivable sin. Again, it's all beautiful to watch unfold. Sometimes I get defensive about it, but with time, I've come to realize that we naturally tend to have expectations of the people, uh, the places, and the things we choose to give our attention to. And expectations are somehow reflective of the measure of performance or value and quality we offer to those who graciously pay attention to us. Some days I sit on my desk, right? And I record for hours and hours. I even feel like I've put in a major shift. I usually record late at night 
or in the wee hours of the morning. So right now it's close to midnight. Then I take a breather. After a couple of hours, I come back to add final touches, edit, and then proceed to publish in the episode. On various occasions though, it so happened that when I came back to a certain project and listened to it with a fresh mind, I simply didn't like what I had recorded. I was utterly unimpressed and frustrated with myself. I don't know if it's the drive to attain perfection or it's a root of the expectations I have of myself. I don't know. When this happens, right, there's a serious temptation to just put out an episode just for the sake of it. For the sake of consistency, I guess. And also for the sake of meeting other people's expectations. But again, there's also a discomfort within that never allows me to put out anything that I feel isn't meeting my standards. So in dealing with the expectations I have on my family towards my art, I've learned a lot. I'm learning that expectations also align with, with the roles that people play. Most of my work is inspired by life and family is a major part of my life. So the role I've realized my family had and still have in my art is basically being an inspiration and muse for ideas, concepts, and now podcast episodes. Understanding this role that my family plays allows me not to misplace my expectations. Desiring my family to be fans of my work would somehow mean my muse and my inspiration is also my target audience, which is a very difficult expectation to have. The people who inspire us really know that they're inspiring us. From my experience, they're just being human human beings and in their being we find inspiration we find strength and drive when you show appreciation of their being by translating what they do or who they are to us when you translate their importance in your life into art either a, a poem or a song or a painting most times they are caught unaware they really don't understand or comprehend how their day-to-day -day lives could be the inspiration of such an artistic creation. On the flip side, the people that really resonate with my creative works are really from a different demographic. Old, of course, young, uh, married, single. And it's amazing to see how an experience I had, say, with my family and the lessons derived from that provided a perspective that another person found profound. So in the grand scheme of things, right, roles played by different people help me formulate expectations I have of them. Am I always on point with my expectations? No, not always. Do I still get hurt from misplaced expectations? Yes, I do. And when that happens now, I take it as an opportunity to reevaluate. To live is to grow and to grow is to change. In dealing with other people's expectations, I'm learning flexibility. Being flexible enough to understand that my expectations can be too high or extremely low to the expectations the other party has of me. A lot of us are dealing with, with the pain of having to change or adjust our expectations of ourselves as well as the expectations we have of others and vice versa. New relationships are being solidified while we simply have to let go of other relationships at the same time. Our career paths are taking unprecedented turns. Emotionally, we are growing in intelligence or not. Our financial habits are taking a turn, some for better, others for the worst. Spiritually, we're growing while others, not so much. And here's the stinger. All these things are happening concurrently. No midterm break, no days off, no timeouts. After all, change is the only constant thing in life. What am I learning about the expectations I place on myself? Well, in dealing with my own expectations, I am learning to be more gracious and merciful. 
You see, when a giant looks in the mirror, he sees nothing. Our two eyes allow us to see everyone and everything else but ourselves. You don't easily detect how much you've grown. You rarely see how much progress or lack of progress you've made or see how much of your potential you are reaching because the word potential in itself sort of implies a constant or never-ending process of developing into something phenomenon in the future. And this level may or may never be attained. So mercy allows me to be patient with myself. And grace allows me to go at it again and again and again. I know for a fact that people have expectations of you. Whether they are misplaced or not, that's for you to figure out. I know you have expectations of your circle as well. Whether misplaced or not, a time will tell. And finally, I know you have some expectations of yourself. If the inside turmoil I sometimes experience from the expectations I have of myself is anything to go by, then I can safely say you also have high expectations. Very high expectations of yourself. And I believe you should. I believe you should have high expectations of yourself, provided that you build the capacity to meet them or the capability to grow your capacity so that you can meet them eventually. I'd like you to embrace all expectations. Let them tell you which lens people see you through. And if they're misplaced, with grace and love, provide the right lens so that people can see you correctly and also let people know what you expect from them. So where does that leave me going forward? Well, I do have expectations of this podcast. What about my expectations of this particular episode? Mm, good question. Loki, I want my dad to listen to this too. Who am I kidding? I want him to listen to everything I've ever put out. Misplaced expectations? Only time will tell, I guess. Can you also guess what my expectations are of you? Let me know. And share yours with me. I have, I have a, uh, I have a discomfort within me, a discomfort to become, especially in moments of a giant crisis. A giant crisis that always almost leaves me feeling like a little boy. A David of some sort who who cannot quite fit into the warrior's outfit. But God bless my mother's soul for each time she uttered statements like this. Baby, you'll grow into it. For I've never experienced a better accurate prophecy. I like to believe that one day David eventually fit the armor he had to take off before facing Goliath. So, times your youth, your passion, your heart, and your faith will pull you through. But best believe one day, your becoming will cater for most. So killed these thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. Look at the disparity between the moments, the leap of the jaw of anointing oil caressed the split ends of David's hair, and the second the crown sat on that same hair when appointed king. It's not blasphemy. It's not blasphemy that a lot of us know that we are gods. We are kings. We are queens. You, you can legit feel it. But boy, in this moment, you have nothing to show for it. So for your dreams, you have to settle for low-end driving jobs. You have to yango it. Sorry, you have to chauffeur it. And if not a chauffeur, I hope you're driven by passion.